And welcome to another edition of the Nerdy Agent Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Pedersen, with my brother and fellow nerd, AJ. Josh is out today. He's with child care. Child care. Josh is uh, starting his own child care company today with his two kids. We'll see how that goes for him. We will see. Today, we're going to talk about the jobs report, what it is, and why it matters for you as an agent, why you should follow it, where you can follow it, all the information you're going to need. But first, a would you rather of the week. Would you rather have a house with a room that can change shape or a house with a ceiling that can project the night sky? Night sky, no question. Depends what kind of shapes we can change into. I don't understand the shapes part. What if my room can change shapes into a sport court whenever I want? That would be fun. I think I'm going to take the shape changing because then I can just be like, I want to watch a movie. Room, change into a movie theater. That's pretty cool. Now, I don't know if that... It wasn't shape, though. It didn't say type. It just said (laughs) shape. So like diamond, triangle, square, rectangle, circle. But what if I I could turn into just a huge room and then I could just have a basketball hoop I just roll in? It is definitely a fun way to look at it. Can I give like a one fun fact before we start with the jobs report? Sure. So uh, in the UK... The average level of a two-year fixed mortgage now stands at 6.66%. Um, that is the highest since August of 2008. And the country has 700 uh, loans coming due in 2023. And they're all adjustable. And everything is adjusted. So a lot of the loans there, I guess they use much shorter terms. They started using 30-year fixed mortgages more recently. And I think the average consumer was was doing that back when the rates were very, very good. But there are a lot of them that are coming due uh, this year. So about 700,000 fixed-term well, contracts have to expire. Because they're two-year balloons? Yeah, exactly. So they have a lot of uh, like two, yeah, it's like a, rates it's probably like, a 30-year AM, but it's on a two-year and loan. And rates are like 2%? 1.5. And they're all going to now have to Adjust to six to and a half, six. yeah. Yeah. So pretty wild. Um, and one more pitch for why the United States understands how to run their mortgage uh, market better than other places. And I think, the economy in general. Yeah, I think a lot of places um, are not employing that 30-year fixed rate across the board like we are. So just a kind of fun stat to follow. Um, they also have inflation that's like 8 or 9% still right now. There's a lot. I have a, uh, I have a buddy and client from the UK, and there's uh, from an economic standpoint, there's a lot that's happened in the last five years over there that's not going well for Pretty them, crazy. From what I've heard. That is nuts. We should... Um, Kind of fun to do like a one-off, see what happens with that later yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so getting into the jobs report, the important stuff today. To start, just for the listeners so they have a basic understanding because this one is, you know, it's not the same as the CPI. It's not as well-known, I wouldn't even say. Um, explain what the jobs report is. Uh, it's, you know, there's a few different publications that release information each month, which tells you how many jobs were added in the month of June, what the unemployment level is, uh, what the wage growth has been. Um, So we'll talk a little bit about ADP, put their information out on Thursday. On Friday, the official numbers from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, I believe, came out um, with wildly kind of different numbers. So we can talk a little more about that. The three things like you had said on there that they they track that are important for what the Fed does essentially and how the economy reacts is how many jobs were created – how much payroll changed, if it went up, if it went down, if it stayed the same, and what the unemployment level is at based on the targets, obviously, that they have, which is similar to having the targets for the uh, consumer price index. Um, And why should agents follow this? Why should they want to know what it is um, and understand everything about it? So the biggest thing to follow is 
what the estimate was versus what the actual numbers were. So um, Wall Street, uh, you know, different types of people come out and they say, we think that they probably were going to add X number of jobs in the month of June. And then the report comes out. And if it's a lot more than that, something happens. And if it's a lot less than that, something happens. And if it's close to the same, something else happens, right? So everything is all about what the market is baking in as far as equity prices, um, mortgage rates, what the Fed's going to do to react, how they're going to treat bonds, all these sorts of things, and then what actually happened. So that's why it matters because a lot of it, of course, matters to the stock market, but it also flows through to treasury yields, bond prices, and then obviously down the road to the 30-year fixed mortgage rate. And that can affect the agents themselves. And I, and I want to make sure I just put this in here on this podcast. We talk a lot about a lot of different metrics that you can track that come out quarterly, they come out monthly, they come out yearly, and why you should want to track them and why you should follow them. If, if at any point you're like, holy geez, this is overwhelming because I have to track all these things, I have to remember what all these things are, just pick one or two of them that you actually like, that, that matter to you, that you have some interest in, and just be an expert on those because the biggest reason we... We tell our agents and we're trying to do this podcast so you can learn this stuff is so you can be better than the just average Joe Schmo real estate agent who just says, I sell houses. I love it. It's my passion. I'll open the door for you and tell you to buy the house that you're standing in. You can actually advise people correctly based on knowing this stuff and you can actually just be really good at your job. And I, I mean, I send out a monthly or a weekly market update to all of our leads with our ISAs, but also to agents. Um, in our industry. And I get a lot of responses saying, cool, great. And some of them say, one guy yesterday said, how do you know all of this stuff? And I said, I just look it up. So it's in my brain. I didn't even prepare a script for that. Um, I go on CNBC two times a day, probably. I read through their articles. If they're company specific, I'm not too interested in it unless it's something that piques my interest. But when the jobs report comes out, they have a nice long article explaining what happened, what it was, how they think the Fed's going to react, all that kind of stuff. And then I can kind of project forward what I think is going to happen within our world. So I want to unpack that. You go on CNBC twice a day, actually. CNBC. Do you actually, this is not an ad more, for CNBC. More than two times a day, probably. Actually. Oh, yeah. And what do you do? You just load onto the homepage? Yeah, like I'll do What's it right now. What's the play? Now. Let's you go, go to CNBC.com yeah, right now. You. Stocks are little changed Tuesday. I had a key, key inflation data. How do I know that the inflation data is coming out tomorrow? Because I read an article and it told me it's coming out tomorrow. So that's something that you're going to want to look into. Now, White House unveils plan to eliminate threat of fentanyl laced with xylazine. Not super interested in that article right now. Um, Microsoft cuts more jobs on top of 10,000 layups announced in January. Interesting. You watch it enough and you see these companies like Microsoft, Apple, Meta, they're laying people off. And then then we see the the jobs information come out and you go, oh, that kind of makes sense. I understand what's going on within our economy right now. And the, the real estate industry, and I can't, I can't say this enough, has a absolutely massive and debatably one of the largest impacts on how the U.S. economy is doing and where it's going to go because mortgage, the mortgage industry is so large and there's so much money exchanging hands. And so you're always going to see stuff specifically about real estate too. You'll see that stuff, but then you'll, they'll come up here and say, real estate expert, mortgage rates won't go back down to 3% in my it. lifetime. Yeah. Right? Here's why. That's a great one to read. And then you can talk to your clients and say, hey, you're not going to get 3% again. Advise them differently based on that. I read this article yesterday. They know you're out there trying to be better, trying to be an expert. I'm going off on a tangent, but that was a really cool piece. We should actually tell our team about this because I think some people 
Like I didn't even know you did that. All that's the time. cool. Yep. I'm going to start going on here more. Yep. Um, super fun. Back to the jobs report. So that's why it matters. <laughs> you should learn more about it. Now, the actual report them itself, give us an idea on kind of where it's at uh, compared to where it was or kind of what it's looking like. Um, you know, the Fed probably thought that the unemployment was going to be quite a bit higher than it is right now based on the tightening that they've done with these overnight rates. Um, but it stayed pretty steady under four for, I think, like six or seven months now. Uh, and since the pandemic, it's kind of gone down and stayed pretty flat. So it's pretty low. Um, the most recent, though, Thursday, a report came out kind of saying it's very strong. We're adding lots of jobs. And then the official report came out on Friday saying, psych, actually, we added about 30,000 less jobs than we were anticipating. So 240,000 was the number they were looking for. 209,000 was the actual number. That's the least number of jobs added in two and a half years. So I'll say it again, the least number of jobs added in two and a half years in June uh, this year. So that kind of uh, mixed the market up a little bit and it got a little bit confused. Um, Payrolls are up. Unemployment, like I said, 3.6%, still very low. The Fed is projecting that's going to be around 4.5% by the end of the year. Um, Luke found somewhere that people are saying it needs to reach 7.5%. Uh, that podcast that Josh sent over to us. To, a lot curb, of, to curb inflation. To curb inflation. And a lot of um, uh, the people that came on that, economists on that podcast said, yeah, I mean, it's got to get to at least 6%. Um, and, and if you don't understand why that's the case, uh, think about if you took... Uh, all the salaries from 3% of people and you just removed them from our economy, you could see that people are probably going to spend a lot less money, right? So it does matter. Oh man, this would be a good, um, if you do watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the new the new season, season 16, episode one, the gang inflates is the, is the name of it. And the cold open is unbelievable. They're talking about inflation and he says... It's easy, guys. If more people have jobs, they spend more money. And when people spend more money, inflation goes up. So we got to stop people from having jobs so they don't spend money so inflation goes down. It's pretty straightforward yeah. on kind of what they're trying to yeah, do. Yeah. So there's that. a couple of different ways that that rate does that, right? I mean, when they crank on the rate, it makes it more expensive to borrow. So when it's more expensive to borrow, hypothetically, people spend less money on credit cards, car loans, mortgages, um, all these sorts of things. Now, we now understand that not only the car market, but also the housing market are very complicated uh, marketplaces. And when it gets more expensive to loan, then those who hold the less expensive loans are less likely to sell. So um, that's a little bit more of a complicated thing. And you could say that bleeds through into a lot of other industries. But the idea is, you know, if uh, companies are growing and they were taking out, uh, you know, loans or uh I don't know. I mean, facilities to have more money, they're now not able to do that as effectively. So they're going to be hiring less. They're going to be laying off more. Um, so the, the the Fed's trying to see some of that information start to trickle through. And what is the, you touched on it a little bit, but has the Fed said anything about this jobs report specifically yet or like what they're thinking based on it? What are they saying the Fed is going to do essentially based on this they're, report? They're pretty gray on it. Most I mean, pretty much everybody, I've seen at least an 80% baked in um, chance that the Fed raises the rate again in July. Uh, I think I just saw that the the market was at 27% chance for September, which is the, the meeting after July. And now that's dropped to 22%. So uh, Powell did say a couple more times the last time that he talked, 
even before they decided to pause uh, at the last meeting. So he's now said that a couple times, like a couple more times has kind of been what he said. So it'd be surprising if they don't do a couple. But I think we've talked before too that he has to hedge a little bit and not send the markets ripping in a situation that they don't need to be doing that if they don't feel like the economy is in a great place. And how does this, so in the Fed, I think the biggest thing there is the Fed's basically just staying status quo. At the moment, that's what people are saying. Is like they're probably just going to do the same thing they were planning on doing. This report wasn't like something that was going to drastically change their thoughts. Um, based on this report, based on what the Fed's saying, does that have any effect on the real estate market in general? Yeah, I mean, it, like I said, there, there's a, the market is forward-looking all the time. So when I say 80% chance in July... If they actually do it in July, nothing's probably really going to happen. Now, if it's a 22% chance in September and then they do it, um, that will send the yields up and probably the rates up. And we've seen, you know, Thursday was a huge, what I kind of thought, I talked to a mortgage guy yesterday, I was like, seemed like a really big overreaction when the 10-year yield went from 3.8 something to over 4 pretty quickly. Uh, and then when the numbers came out Friday and it was mixed, it didn't come down as much as I would have anticipated. So the rates are... I think the average rate right now, I mean, I can see on Mortgage News Daily, 7.12. Um, that's up from around 6.9 at the beginning of last week. So it it definitely affects the industry when these reports come out because it affects the policy making that the Fed does. And so, and that makes sense. And again, like, like you said, the Fed's going to kind of stay status quo, which is going to keep the real estate industry doing kind of the same type of thing going here. If they choose again in July, though, not to raise it, then that might affect interest rates. It might come down a little bit. But the moment they're kind of going to stay just kind of where they are. Well, yeah. I mean, if they, again, everything acts off of the forward looking. So if there's an estimate or a prediction and that doesn't come true in one way or another, the markets are going to react immediately. When it comes to mortgages, the markets react, uh, you know, fairly swiftly because we're talking about 30-year paper. And so you've seen the banking crisis and I won't get too much into it. We talked about it on a previous podcast if you want to check it out. But when you're locking up paper at a certain rate and then the rate goes way up and you're a bank, well, now you're loaning at a much higher rate to, tr- to try to cover the fact that you have a much lower rate on your books. So all of this matters um, within the industry and the jobs report is just a super good indication of how the economy is doing. And so the, the biggest thing here because we explained kind of what this looks like. The biggest thing here is making sure agents can understand how to properly talk to their clients about this. So we, we haven't really been doing script of the week, but that's, that's essentially what we're doing. So let's say you're with somebody and this agent out here has been listening to this and they said, I want to use the jobs report that just came out to talk to someone in my sphere of influence, one of my clients, to let them know that I'm paying attention. I know what's going on. Let's say they ask like, hey, how's, let's, how's the market doing? And you're going to use the jobs report to show that you're paying attention to what's going on. Yeah. I mean, you could say it's a little bit mixed, right? Like the jobs report just came out last week. Uh, it came in lower than the consensus, but the unemployment numbers are down. And there's other reports within that that said the job market's super healthy, notably that unemployment number, right? 3.6 is very, very low. And so they're saying until we keep tightening the screws on this overnight rate, we're not going to get unemployment to a point where we can curb this inflation. And all of that filters into the yields, the mortgage rates, um, 
and it really impacts what buyers are doing on Main Street, right? So like what were the clients that we're presenting, what they're actually able to do and what they're able to afford. I think you could even add in there, which might be interesting because I don't think the general public, I think they know a little bit, but not a ton. You could say, did you know that they want unemployment to go up? Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't high enough. Like they want more unemployment. Were you aware of that? And they'd say, no, and say, tell me more. And you kind of chat them through kind of what they're trying to do um, and have a conversation about that, I think can be helpful for your clients to understand, but also, again, make you the expert in the room. Um, the last thing I have on here is where you can track this, which you had already mentioned, the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Yeah, I mean, that's a great it. spot to track it. I think some people would probably get hung up in the weeds if they start looking at charts that's, on that website. Yeah. So again, I go on CNBC. Some people will use MarketWatch, Yahoo Finance. Um, CNBC seems to be a pretty middle of the road. Uh, they, they have some you know, fear-mongering with different things. I usually just don't read those articles. I read the more factual stuff. So jobs report came out and it was lower than expected. You know, that's the kind of articles to read and it'll give you some little tidbits. Um, and again, to Luke's point, a script to just say it was supposed to be 240. They thought it was actually 209. Here's what actually is probably going to happen because of that. Um, that's just a real world application. It's pretty easy for most people outside of the industry to understand. And hey, if you are on social media, you could even shoot a video about the jobs report and post How about it. That? I know real estate agents all over the world like to shoot their fun, uh, funny, satirical uh, comedy videos for social media, but maybe add something in there with some knowledge for your people. I think that can be at a lot of value for them. Um, that's all we have this week. A little bit quicker nerdy agent podcast. We'll be back next week. We'll have a business tip coming up. And as always, folks, remember, be better 